I'm Josh Toll. I'm Brett Roberts. And I'm Stephen Heavenstreet. Welcome to Haptocast. We have a very special guest on the show today, former co-host, Pat to Gintel, Hat to Cast. We got our boy Stephen Heavenstreet. Stephen, what is going on? Thank you both for having me. Um, I'm happy to say since I left, well, actually, I'm not happy to say it. Since I left, you guys got big and now make money. And uh, I'm here to, uh, to put a stop to all that, quite frankly. So uh, you're here to cash in. Happy to be back for the... Uh, we did the most stereotypical meme number for me to come back on, but I'd been wanting to, and uh, you guys are obviously doing good shit, and I'm looking forward to uh, possibly tanking that, but possibly not. Yeah, we're at five. I'm, hoping, s- I'm wearing the lucky hat. Real quick. Oh, speaking of, see the cool hat. Speaking of, nice. we're, all, we're all wearing merch. So Stephen has the cool hat on. I'm wearing a haptic shirt. I'm wearing a haptic hat. Brett's wearing a haptic hat and a haptic shirt that match. So that's right. It's all available on hapticintel.com. You can go and check that out and uh, buy some merch. Hapticintel.com slash slick. And I think you were, I don't, that's not actually a URL. Um, <laughs> I think you were getting <laughs> to the, yeah, I agree. I think you were getting to the point that we are at 571 subscribers. 72. 72. Yes. So make that's sure you it. guys subscribe, suck us off on YouTube and, um, if you're watching us on Twitch, that's cool too. No, it's not. Uh, as we discussed before we started, I had Taco Bell right before we started. Steven had chili for dinner and had taco meat for lunch. So we got to poop. Poor planning on my part. I have to be honest. We have to shit, but we're here because that's what professionals do. And uh, that's my and story. That's, I'm sticking to it. That is the furthest from what we are. Right. So. Yeah, so listen, we we got off the rails a little bit at the beginning because Streamlabs is bad, YouTube is bad, everything is bad, technical mm-hmm. stuff is bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for those that aren't familiar with uh, Steven that watch us, mostly on playback, I know. Uh, but who 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 is Steven? He's our friend that we see like every weekend, but also he used to be on our podcast. Yes, he has some of the most infamous videos, actually, of the uh, of that the. the uh, that era, if you will, whatever you want to call it. He also looks like he's about to hijack a plane right now. <laughs> I'm piloting the plane. The plane of haptic intel. And it's actually, about to go right into the fucking ocean. <laughs> you're, you actually do look like a pilot with the little mic, too. Like, I know. You... I, you know, I thought about it because I'm like, I debated on the sunglasses, right? Because I'm like, am I going to look like an asshole for like wearing the sunglasses? And then I'm like, I actually look pretty damn cool. So I'm going to keep them on. Uh, you're actually trying to hide your identity so nobody knows you're on this goddamn. You know, that, I sort of was, but then when you guys were like, "We're bringing back the old intro," I'm like, "Shit, that goes out the window." <laughs> Saying my whole name. But yeah, the well, uh, the uh, before times, whatever you want to call them, we do have. To, we guys should put like a timeline of like the eras, the various eras up. We've had several, because this yeah. is really not necessarily. I don't think is this the first time as far as we've gotten in the numbering of episodes. Because we've yeah. rebooted three times. This is the furthest we've gotten. Yeah. Damn, well. three times. That's wild. But yeah, the uh, a <laughs> lot of fun videos we did. Uh, obviously, the uh, the one with the That's So Raven game. Yeah, the, the iconic, dude. Iconic. Yeah, that's an all-timer. Funnily, uh, one of our highest viewed uh, videos of that era, by the way. I, I want to 
I want to say though, dynamite. What can I say? We didn't <laughs> reboot when you left, Stephen. We kept the number system going. Mm -hmm. We just. It was well, just a different. It was Steven, a long hiatus. Yeah, mm -hmm. Stephen didn't leave on bad terms though, like previous no. people did. So, no, yeah, Steve, Stephen didn't say this is the final fuck you, and then, and then left. <laughs> you know, I was I was gonna suggest offline that that could be a name for the era, but uh, now that it's out in the open, that's a I good think, one. Yeah, I think that should be the name uh, of that era as well. But yeah, basically, like you guys, <clears throat> like all the technical stuff i'm like my brain's too tiny to do to like handle that uh yeah and you guys have obviously been on that grind and fucking slaying so in all seriousness yeah for a thank you thank you well, baby. well listen you know you've always got a seat on the on the uh the casting couch so on the bus yeah so why don't we hop into it and do a topic rundown this week's going to be different. We're doing things a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. And the sense that I really wanted to play that intro, and it really didn't work. Fine. I should have known, dude. Uh, it's a two-and-a-half-minute animation file. I should have known better. So here's what you can do, and it's abysmal. Okay. Delete this stream, download it, and add that in the beginning, and then re-upload it. Well, we could or... do that. We could do that anyway. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Option. We'll see. No, you're right. You're correct. I think it really fucked you up. Well, you know, I put put some work into it, and listen, somebody's gonna fucking see that thing. All right. All right. I saw some of it. It was just at no, like no. two frames per second. So. No, no, you didn't see it in its entirety. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-export it as a H two six four file, which all of our other videos are. I'm gonna re-upload it, and then I'm gonna re-upload this whole thing, and I make it nice and clean so I can give it to Steven for Christmas. Okay. Yuki's in the chat. What's up, Yuki? What's up, Yuki? Thanks um, for joining. All right, yeah. So let's, you know, give me a second here to get back into it. You go you go ahead. You run the ship for a little bit. Okay. We're going to do it a little differently than, than usual. So usually we do the Abysmal Chronicles, which is when we talk about some stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as main stories. Uh, this week, we're actually just going to do complete Abysmal Chronicles, no main topics. We're just going to go through a big list of topics that we've we pulled from the internet in the gaming news, uh, in the, you know, entertainment news everything that we have which is how um, we used to run the show by the way yeah it's how we used to do it so we're just gonna we're gonna do that there's no no more intros no more videos that are gonna play it's from here on out we're gonna go through it uh and then at the end of the show we do the indie intel segment where we pick an indie game that needs some love in this case this game does not need love it actually has 900 percent funding on kickstarter so i don't think they really need our help but we're still gonna shout them out because the game is pretty cool and like we always do when we start the show, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about the games we've been playing, the movies that we watched, and the anime and TV shows that we are consuming. That is our media consumption update. And Josh, I think that was enough time for you to get your balls out of your stomach and into your sack. So please, uh, you go first. I'm going first? Yeah. Okay. Any um, more time? No, I'm good. Because <clears throat> I well the, the thing is I was also I tried to like I was like if is it like something chugging over here so I closed my eighty thousand Chrome tabs that didn't work you know mm. anyway um so yeah I'll, I guess I'll go first uh, I'm not watching any movies haven't watched any movies since we streamed last been pretty busy and just haven't been in the mood to watch any movies uh I'll do TV and anime first and then games uh I finished Ozark show is so good up until the very ending and then it falls flat on its face like every other show that uh uh 
um, exists pretty much. Uh, basically, they tried to do a Sopranos ending, and it was really bad. So, like, literally, literally, as soon as it happened, it was like, oh, so we're copying the Sopranos. That's cool. Uh, which is a shame. It was Netflix's best show up until the last episode. Are they really, still on Netflix? Jeez. Yeah. Really, the last 20 minutes of the... Not even. Last five minutes of the last episode. Like, it really fell flat on its face. It wasn't like Game of Thrones where, like, it completely, like, trailed off. It just... It was fine. It was like they had one... They had one more thing to stick the landing. And they fucking ruined it. So. Of course. Pretty bad. Uh, speaking of shows that are do not have bad endings, I'm rewatching Breaking Bad. For... The thirteenth time, I think. Why? Uh, because I want to watch Better Call Saul, the new season, Better Call Saul. But it's even been like two years since that's been on the air. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'm like, you know, I really need. I think I really need a full refresher because it's been a while since everything. So you're gonna rewatch all of Better Call Saul next? Yes. So I'm gonna watch all Breaking Bad, and then I'm gonna go back in. I'm gonna watch all Better Call Saul, and then I'll watch the new season. That is the final season that's airing, and then I will be complete. I'm gonna watch El Camino in there too. So I'm just gonna I'm just doing the whole thing. I'm doing it correct. You know, nice. I'm coming correct with it. Uh, and let me tell you something about Breaking Bad. The show is just as good as I remember it. That show don't miss a beat. That show slaps. That's all yeah. I have to say. Kevin agrees with me in the chat. What's up, Kevin? Fantastic all right. show. All right. Um, and here's the other thing that I'm doing: playing Sekiro. I've been playing this for weeks. I have been literally grinding my dick against the grindstone with this game. It has been full of trials and tribulations. This game is very difficult. I cannot believe I am still playing it, but I'm at the final boss in the game. I have been at the very final boss in the game uh, for about a week. I cannot, uh. be, I cannot beat the final boss in the game. There are four stages to it. I have mastered stage one and two. I can get through stage three. When I get to stage four, I have no healing left, and I can't do it. Uh, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. So, uh, it's hard. Uh, I fully upgraded my health. I have fully upgraded my uh, attack power, which you do in this game by getting boss souls. That's all. It's all done. There's nothing left for me to do than beat the final boss in the game. And it's so cool because it revisits a few things throughout the game that you have had to learn to get to that point. I told you, if you remember or not, the Genichiro fight that I did before. Where I was like, Genichiro? I talked about it last time. You might not remember. No, I remember. I just wanted to hear where, you say the name again. Genichiro, where it took, took me forever, but it really taught me how to play the game. Everything and more comes back in this fight. It's maybe the best ending boss to a Souls game, where it's literally like, you must... You must implement every skill you have learned every little abysmal thing throughout the entire game to complete this and if you cannot do it then you fail uh it's really kicking my ass but i love it and i will get there one day so steven you gonna play sekiro any day <laughs> no i respect the uh, craftsmanship and the uh love that all the from games have um and I guess one could argue I haven't given enough of them a chance, but I've played some of Dark Souls 2, some of Bloodborne, and I honestly feel like even some of Souls 1, albeit on the 360, which is probably the worst way to play that game. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, they just, I don't know, I play video games to, like, not get pissed off, I guess. 
And I respect, again, I respect people that do. And there's a, obviously a dopamine hit you get when you probably win that shit, you know? So, yeah, dude. Um, again, I like respect that. I can get the dopamine hit from like, for me, like the challenging games I play will always be like platforming 2D or 3D. Like if I do like a hard ass level, like that like satisfies me. Like, um, I like the game, the messenger I played, like, mm. albeit a few months ago at this point, like that was a game that was so fucking difficult, but like, I feel like that was like my, that's my Sekiro. That's my mm. little mountain. That game is hard as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, there were parts where I was like, I'm like debating, like, do I like break this controller and like just order a new one from Amazon like right now? It does some really cool things though, like when it switches from what, like eight bit to sixteen bit or whatever, or thirty. Yeah, and it's it, the concept. It's like time traveling, but yeah. with it, the art style changes, and it's fucking rad. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that that's all I have. So. Then speaking of great games, what other great games are you playing what other what are you watching what's going on me so let me so the last since i've been on i've played it no i'm just kidding i'm not <laughs> um i'll start with games i guess i'm actually like on a kind of game break recently i'll go into why uh when i talk about another uh type of media that i'm consuming but the last game i beat was uh shining pearl on switch the uh pokemon remake of gen 4 mm-hmm. uh it was good. Um, it was. I have a lot of nostalgia for those games because that was when action replay got into the scene. For those who may not know, that's like basically can break the game and download like hacks and stuff on the internet onto the action replay, and then you throw the cartridge in, and basically like you can get like unlimited master balls, fill out all your Pokedex, basically like do whatever you want with the game. Um, and that's fun to do after you like beat it entirely. I don't think like I would never play a, a game and beat it like that with cheating and all that shit. But um, yeah, like the game was solid. I enjoyed some of the underground stuff, but I basically am only in it for the battles now in Pokemon. I know recently they tried to do all this other stuff about like the contests or the you know making the stupid little freaking pastry thing, and I'm like, yeah. this is so much better on a stylus. So I was trying to do it with the control stick. I'm like, I want to fucking like throw this in the garbage can like this is bad but i did enjoy it i have yet to get to like rcs but i think that's the next game i kind of want to get to but Mm -hmm. i've just been chugging through like a long backlog i've had and i found that like in doing so i'm playing like old games that have come out like 10 years ago and so by the time i get to like the ones that are out now it's going to be like 10 years from now and i just like laugh at that concept that the backlog will never go away um it's true that was the last game I played. It's solid. Um, I'm not sure if it's worth a full 60, especially because like I feel like it misses stuff. Like I just wish it was like the platinum one, and they remade that. But yeah, why did they not just do a remake of platinum instead? Because they're fucking little money making, grubby little uh, corporation owners. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Wait, what are they? It's no. They're a little corporation owner. They're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else are you playing? Um, I see, Brett, you have Halo Infinite as of literally yeah. last night. That was the first time I played that shit in months, mm-hmm. I think. 
And I think that's even a story. That game's just such a mess. But I have to say, when you win, it's the best game ever. But when you lose, it's the, <laughs> it's the worst. fucking biggest piece of shit that's ever been created by humankind. Um, yeah. And that was literally how I felt when we beat uh, it was you, me, and our friend Sean, friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was like the one one way CTF thing. And yeah, you can one get flag. into it later. Yeah, because they did they dropped the season two, which is like the new battle pass. I didn't buy it yet. I kind of want to just finish season one first, uh, but I'm kind of far away from that, so I have no idea if I have the discipline to do that. Uh, we'll see. I wonder if but, you buy both. If you buy two while you have one active, if you can complete both at the same time. I should try that because I don't know if that's the case. That's a good yeah. question. I feel like no, because you have to switch between the two. You? I thought so like you only level up one but i might have to do that and see it's not super expensive thankfully that's like the one saving grace but um yeah yeah still have not played the campaign of that and we'll wait until co-op comes out all right well i'll see you in 2025 dude yeah no, dude august's coming dude <clears throat> allegedly august of not this year probably um i'm gonna pivot to movies now so a lot of the ones you guys have talked about, everything, everywhere, all at once, fantastic mm-hmm. film. I now have to take this time to apologize, not only to Josh Toll, but all of America. And I have to do this because I saw The Northmen, and I fucked up not knowing Josh's schedule. He's a busy man. <laughs> I thought there was a Sunday that he was not around. Turns out he was. And I said in the group chat, I was like, man, guys, Sean and I saw The Northmen. This movie is fucking awesome. And listen... I just want to say to the people out there, ignore ignore discourse about most shit in general on the internet, but ignore the discourse about this movie. I don't even want to get into it, but some of the like borderline like accusations they've made to the about the director and stuff, it's it's totally unfounded. The movie is awesome. Wait, There's just I, a lot of. I don't mean to. De- I don't want to derail us, but I don't. No, 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 I don't. Ahead. I don't even know what you're talking. What, what's going on about it? All right, I'll do it at a high level. We're grown-ups here, so we can talk about it. Basically, there are... <laughs> See, this was... <laughs> the soundboard was not a major part of the old era, I can tell. I'm now sorry. that it's the new era, and we're throwing <laughs> for a loop. I'm sorry, go ahead. Please. See, again, like I said in the uh, pre-screen, this is going to be the best and worst episode of all time. <laughs> But no, basically, like, there's, like, alt-right shitheads on the internet that, like, love this movie because they, they they love Viking culture and, like, the plunder and shit that these, you know, let's be honest, primarily, like, white Scandinavian people would do to others. And the movie does not pull punches about that. It also doesn't, like, glorify it either, which is what people get that wrong about, like, Scorsese movies. How, like, oh, he endorses every th- bad thing the mob does. No, actually, like, if you, like, actually, like, pay attention to the subtext. Actually, it's not even really subtext with Scorsese. It's like, it's pretty obvious if you like actually are watching the movie. But I feel like most of the people shitting on it like don't haven't watched the movie actually. Yeah. Um. So it's a fantastic film. Uh, again, I'm sorry that uh, I can't read uh, basic dates on a calendar. It's <laughs> good, um, brother. But I do recommend it to everyone. It it it's right up there with everything as my favorite movie of the year. It might. I don't know if it edges out a little. And it's because it's like, so it's Robert Eggers, and I don't want to take too long on this, so I'm going to try to be quick. The Witch, uh, 
the lighthouse i almost forgot the name of it um and but it's like supposed to be like more mainstream kind of because it's not a 24 but it has the right amount of eggers weirdness that we all know and love and what we love him for mm -hmm. and someone uh will Menneker, chapo trap house which is another podcast he has a letterbox and he ha he described it really well he he robert does like he describes past eras of primarily american history but for the Northmen, that's not really the case, but like past eras, like describing them as like science fiction, like the people's viewpoints back then, like you cannot imagine them like today. You cannot put yourself in those shoes and like have the same like viewpoints and perception of the world as they do. And he does a great job at that and everything, everyone's great in it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe is a perfectly weirdo, uh, the perfect weirdo in like any movie. And that's the case in this. Absolutely recommend if you can see it, especially on a big screen. And there's a lot of like blood and violence and screaming, and it's nice. Um, and I'll be real quick with the other one is The Godfather. I watched for the first time. Ooh. I'll just say they don't make them like they used to. That's, that's with nice. like a, a lot of extras in the background. Everyone is doing something. It's just not really something you see in movies anymore. Yeah. And, um, I don't want to sound like an old boomer when I talk about it, but it was the first time I had seen it. It was an, a, four, a beautiful 4K scan. Just, I got to do the Italian stuff. I recommend it wholeheartedly. James Caan. They don't make men, like, James Caan's shoulders, like, they're, he's not on, like, he's not on the Marvel diet, but, like, he looks like a refrigerator. Like, his, <laughs> like the shoulders are so square. James Caan is a, one of my favorite actors ever. You ever see a girl that's built like a mini fridge? What? No. No. There are none in The Godfather. All but all the men are mini fridges. They don't make men anymore. Little manlets. Yeah, I'm sounding like uh <laughs> someone made a nice edit in the uh, Google. <laughs> okay. TV real quick. Station 11. What that's is that? An HBO miniseries. So it's an HBO miniseries. It is post-apocalyptic and you're thinking another post-apocalyptic like derivative miniseries but it's not it's solid it's basically like what if covid happened but it was so deadly it killed almost everyone and society collapsed but the only ones that survived were thespians that is what station 11 is um you it's a, what <laughs> it's a traveling group that perform like shakespeare and stuff to try to keep that you know almost keep his memory alive and stuff it's not they're not all shakespeare centric but they travel around and perform uh, and there's some like there's a prophet dude that it's based like there's a graphic novel in the show called station 11 that like supposedly mm. like predicts the way this is all played out it's very interesting it bounces back and forth between timelines a little bit um <laughs> not done it yet been taking it slowly but uh it's good it's like 10 episodes it's on HBO Max. Sounds um, like something I would like. It is solid. It's like, to me, it's like an Amazon Prime tier show. Like, it's not like the best of the best from HBO. But like, if you remember Josh, and you'll fondly remember the Sneaky Pete. Oh. You remember that sneaky, show? Sneaky fucking skeet. Sneaky, such, they did such... Pete dirty, dude. Should have freaking had. Dude, come on. Yeah. Jeff that... Bezos is going to hell because he canceled Sneaky Pete. Yeah, that show slaps. But like... I think it's around that tier. It's like a solid, like seven and a half to eight, if I were to put it on the ten scale. Um, yeah. 
not really many notable actors. I mean, Mackenzie David from. Oh, uh, yeah. She was in the uh, latest Terminator movie. It's like yeah. the last big thing I think she was in, movie wise. Yeah. I see, uh, what's his name? Himesh Patel is in it too. Yeah. I, like I wasn't him. sure he was. He's from like the. Uh, like the time when this, they call it a flu. It's like, it's a little very on the nose with the whole COVID bullshit. Um, and he's in that time period. I like it. Um, and David Cross is in it, which I thought was kind of random. I like David Cross. Yeah. David Cross is in one of the movies I watched. Well. All right. Real, and I'll real quick. I had two other shows. I'm not even going to talk about Joe Para. I just have to say... Um, if you have the chance to watch Joe Para talks with you, it's like the most unique show I've probably ever seen in my life. It's like uh, slightly adult humor, but it's Mr. Rogers. And um, for those watching, it's outstanding. It's like t they're 10 minute episodes. No, Joe Para does not do that. <laughs> and the last thing I'll quickly, I want to quickly say it, um, the NBA playoffs. That's my Ugh. TV. I've been watching. I'm in Hooper mode. Um, but we are down bad right now. Uh, my 76ers, who I ride and die with, Joel Embiid, uh, is just a snake-bitten person who has, like, and I don't mean this as an insult, but he has, like, glass bones and paper skin. Like, he's just a person who was, like, when he was, like, born, he's just, is more prone to injuries. He got hit in the face with a shoulder. I thought it was a borderline dirty play, and the nation of Canada will suffer because they've given him a concussion and broke his face um after he already was dealing with a thumb strain but it looks like they're going to be down for the count but i watch the playoffs in general i enjoy uh the nba the drama the amount of players that are spread across teams like there's a pretty good balance and i actually think it's a good product except for the occasional like uh foul grifting and ref show nonsense but yeah that's all i have for uh, the media content and you guys are lucky. I skipped out on every game I played since I was last on. We could have a whole, we could have three whole episodes based on me talking about all that stuff. That would be good content, I think. Yeah. Just me, just me alone in a room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paper. This game was Owlboy. I really liked Owlboy, and just. All right, I'm gonna go really quick. We have a lot to talk about still. Uh, all right, movies that I've watched. I recently watched Scary Movie One and Scary Movie Two. David Cross is in Scary Movie Two. Um, both of those films are fantastic. They're hilarious. They're so bad, but they're so funny. And I wish I watched them with both of you because I feel like we would have laughed at just dumb, stupid bullshit. Uh, I actually went and downloaded all of the Wayne's Brothers movies because oh, they were, no. they're the ones behind the first couple scary movies. So I got um, Fifty Shades of Black. Um, white Chicks. White Chicks. Uh, there's a Haunted Classic. House movie um haunted house 2 it's like scary it's like a scary movie but it's more like a paranormal activity mm -hmm. um yeah i just i downloaded a whole bunch of them oh little man where he plays a oh. little person uh so i'm I hoping that uh, yeah i'm hoping awesome we can watch too. some of these yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping we can watch some of those together uh games uh, i played apex legends with josh and christian for the first time in about twenty thousand years uh Apex was, is Apex. And Halo Infinite, Steven already talked about it. It's the best game in the world when you win, the worst game in the world when you lose. And Season 2 is abysmal. And the new game mode is abysmal. And we're going to talk about we're gonna talk about Halo Infinite a little bit later. There's a new story. I can't wait where, for that. 
topic. Yeah, they basically 343 Industries insulted their fans in the game on accident. Uh, I'll get to that. Excellent. TV and anime, one show, Moon Knight, finished it last night. You want to see my uh, opinion on Moon Knight? You're not going to get it here. Go to my letterbox profile. It's in my uh, link tree down below in the description of our YouTube video. Uh, so check that out. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's start the Abysmal Chronicles. Uh, let's get a little... Classic. Yeah, this is right. an upgrade to the new era that I approve of. <laughs> yeah, the music. Yeah. yeah. So... The Abysmal Chronicles, like I said before, it's usually the segment where we talk about things that are just too abysmal to make it on a main topic, you know, part of the show. This is the show. So everything we talk about is all going to be the Abysmal Chronicles. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're saying right here, we can't wheel Steven anywhere else in the HQ. So Yeah, he's stuck here, so we're stuck here. Uh, I we're going to do visitor's pass. I, don't <laughs> right. I, don't, I can't badge into the theater room. Well, HBOT doesn't have you on the retina scanner. That's why. Yeah. Okay. It's the glasses. Yep. Uh, video game releases, we always do that, so let's start with that. Overcooked All You Can Eat is coming to Google Stadia on May 5th, uh, which is today. Trek to Yomi, Ooh. which is that side-scrolling yes. Ghost of Tsushima oh, game. Yeah. PlayStation 5, Xbox yeah. Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC today. I've heard it's really hard in a good way. I haven't heard anything about it at all. Yeah, and it's also on Game Pass. Ooh. That's good. Among Us Ejected Edition is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox uh, One, Among Us Switch. What edition, though? Ejected. Hmm. Ejected. Get it out. Yeah. Uh, That's coming out tomorrow. Bye-bye. Uden uh, Chronicle Rising is coming out for Xbox Series X and S, <laughs> Xbox One, and PC on May 10th. That sounds this one, made I'm, up. I'm really excited for the next one. Salt and Sacrifice is finally Ooh. coming out uh, on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC on May 10th. And This War of Mine Final Cut is coming out for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S May 10th as well. This is a game that very relevant today with the stuff that's going on in Ukraine. This little so, war of mine. Check Russia that out. Can suck my ass. And then, Josh, you and our buddy Sean might be excited for this one. I am. Evil yeah, Evil Dead the game is coming out on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC May 13th. Next week. I'm excited for it. It's the only game I really cared about for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. So. Because nothing else has been announced. God, God of War ain't coming out this year. We've been over that. Talk about that later. You actually um, missed it. It came out April. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, it it's coming out April or May? Or May. April or May? Yeah, dude. Good one, brother. Oh, May 5th. Good one, dude. Also, I said that, like, in the summer of last year. No, you didn't. You literally said it on the freaking topic at the beginning of this year. Check the tape, anyway, all right? Uh, let's hop into some stories here. So we have a bunch of stories. They're all fun. They're all good. They're all dandy. We're just going to go back and forth. And then, Steven, I don't know if you know how we do things anymore, but I'm going to read a news story, and then you're just going to talk about that news story. React to it. And if you have nothing right. to say, then that's fine, too. So last week, we broke some news. Uh, AEW's new video game is being titled Fight Forever. Uh, guess what? More information has come out. If you're an AEW wrestling fan, All Elite Wrestling, uh, you're going to be interested in this. So first off, AEW Fight Forever gets two more wrestlers and PC confirmed. This is coming from Game Informer. 
The roster for All Elite Wrestling's upcoming console game, AEW Fight Forever, got two more additions today. Uh, the All Elite Arcade stream, which was yesterday, hosted by AEW stars Evil Uno and Adam Cole, revealed models and gameplay for Chris Statlander and former women's champion Nyla Rose. It was also confirmed that referee Aubrey Edwards, uh, Hell yeah. along other officials, will be present in the game. Fun fact, Aubrey Edwards is a game designer and actually worked on Scribblenauts and was one of the designers on the first Scribblenauts. And fun fact, she's hmm. slick. And she is very slick. Uh, so while a PC version of the game was confirmed during that stream, reports from one day earlier indicated a few more things that aren't confirmed, uh, but that includes the game will launch with only 50 characters, but those will include Owen Hart, who is deceased, Sting, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, and Ruby Soho. Uh, DLC, to bring more characters in the game, obviously there's like 150 people signed to AEW, so they're like 100 characters short. Uh, they're considering DLC to bring all those other characters in eventually. No publisher has been confirmed yet, but THQ Nordic are said to be involved with the game, but uh, their involvement has been very minimal so far. And the game will be a one and done type of thing, which means it's not going to be like WWE 2K where they make a new one every single year, which has developer Ukes very upset. And I'm using that to segue into the next topic, which is AEW and Ukes butting heads over the AEW video game. This one's coming from Sports Gamers Online. So I'll let you guys, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll react to this whole story here. Uh, SGO, SGO has learned that there have been a lot of discourse between the teams for AEW games and Ukes, though that's not unheard of for video game development, especially for a brand new title with a new partnership. This discourse has been far from positive. Sources have indicated that the relationship with Ukes and AEW, specifically Kenny Omega, who is a wrestler, isn't in the best place at the moment. According to those close to the game's development, Omega has found himself frustrated and hating working with Ukes. One person even claimed that it has come across at times like Yukes was trying to take advantage of an inexperienced Omega in this position. There have been multiple instances of arguments over the game's direction, as well as constraints on development. AEW has invested significant money into development, but the game is apparently way over budget at this point and even required extra investment. Uh, the budget issues have led to a number of features of the game either being less than originally planned or cut all together. So I know you guys aren't really the biggest wrestling fans, but uh, you guys, are you familiar with Ukes? Pukes? No. Not familiar with Ukes, no. Stephen? I can't so you, say I've heard of them. Ukes was a game developer from back in the day. Um, they did like a lot of the old WWE games, and I'm pretty sure they did a lot of like third party. Uh, let's see, pretty sure they did like third party games as well. They did an Earth Defense Force game, several actually. They did Pacific Rim, the video game, which was ass. Um, they did the dog Happy Life, whatever the fuck that is. And they also did Berserk, a, a PS2 game called Berserk Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I was going to say, is that like the anime Berserk? And then you said Millennium Falcon. And I was no, like, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why is it? What? Yeah, so so basically, Ukes is upset that AEW doesn't want to do a yearly thing, um, but AEW doesn't have the money right now to invest in that a yearly thing. And also, they're trying to do something different. They don't want to be like WWE, where they're making you know fans buy the, the same game basically every year, just with roster updates. 
So that makes sense, but um, it doesn't sound very good at all. The state of wrestling games is bad, always. I would agree with that. And a lot of people aren't happy with the videos they showed off either. What was that, Steven? Yeah, the state of most sports games seems generally like shit. Well, that's for sure. Most of them are generally shit. All right, that's so. all I got for you. Um, you want to take the next one, Josh? Yeah, let's move on to greener pastures here. So, a former Rockstar Games illustrator has created video game comic book covers, and they look slick. So, <laughs> comic book covers are often just as exciting as the art story within the actual book. In the case of former Rockstar Games illustrator Mark... Slickuna. Skickaluna. Skickaluna. Though, uh, the, co <laughs> the covers uh, might come out on top. That's because Slicuna has created a wonderful digital collection of covers for what would be video game comic books, and they look absolutely amazing, ranging from Crash Bandicoot, uh, which includes kart racing spinoff Crash Team Racing, to Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Resident Evil, uh, and more. These covers are so good, we wish the comics were real. You can purchase these art pieces on Mark's Redbubble's page. So if you guys haven't looked through this, um, look through them. They're very fucking slick. They have uh, lots of different games, lots of different genres here. Yeah. And God, I want to buy all of them. The God of War one is very good. Yeah, and there's some Resident Evil ones that are really Horizon cool one too. is good. Medieval. Yeah, Resident Evil. There it is. That's slick. Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 4. Mm, very nice. Resident he, Evil 8. Mm. He really likes Crash Bandicoot, as you can see from like the ones under that. Oh, he did a Last of Us one. Last of Us Part 2? Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, this is something I found online, and I thought it was really cool. I just wanted to share. Uh, you can purchase the art pieces. You can put them on t-shirts, posters, whatever. I like it. Yeah. Anything All else right. to say about that? <laughs> Steven, you got anything to say about these slick pieces of art? Art is good. Art is important. Let us thank oh. it for his food. Amen. All right. Another big news story for you. This one's about Final Fantasy 16. So if you're a big fan of Final Fantasy, listen close, listen up, and listen carefully. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida says the game is near the end of development. This comes from Game Informer. Uh, hell yeah, Kevin. Just want to say that. We're actually going to talk. We're going to talk about Bioshock in a little bit. He said that if there's a Bioshock one, he's buying it. We're going to talk about Bioshock shortly. Yeah, there's a nice Bioshock story here. Uh, so this one's coming from Game Informer. So, okay, it's a quote. Uh, quote, Yoshida says, a development of the latest title, Final Fantasy 16, is in its final stages. Uh, Yoshida said this in a free magazine currently being given away at Uniqlo stores in Japan. Final Fantasy 16 aims to integrate the story How did you just and the game. That? Uniqlo? Is that not right? Continue. What is it? I don't know. What is wrong with me saying Uniqlo? Pretty sure it's just Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Okay. What if I called it... That better? Yes, much. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 aims to integrate the story and the gaming experience into a single-player game. Unlike online, which portrays multiple players simultaneously, Final Fantasy 16 focuses on the individual. Yeah? What? Uh, th this makes the story more immersive. It's a very dense story. What are you story. saying yeah to? 
this is she literally just described a single player game. Oh. Maybe it was in the context of like FF14, that's the MMO. Which a lot of people love, by the way. I think they just released the last like expansion for that. Yeah, people do like, love it. People but it was like it. dead in the water, then they like revamped it and everyone loved it. And I think people still love it. I think they do. I love it. Um it's a dense story. As an adult, I learned about society and said to myself, reality is not as easy as a video game. I hope that the <laughs> I hope that those who once left Final Fantasy will remember how exciting their passion for video games was back then. Is th this this has mistranslation written all over it. Well this sounds like a bad translation. The game's near end of development, Josh. That's all we need to know. But also, I put in here, um, VGC also claimed that Yoshida said in October of last year that Square Enix was nearing the final stages of development. And during a Tokyo Game Show live stream earlier that year, oh, it's a he. I thought it was a she. He said that Final Fantasy 16's development okay. team was working on finalizing the final side quests for the game. I thought, I thought Yoshida was a female. I thought this was the first Final Fantasy game directed by a woman. So too, maybe it is a G. Maybe this, maybe they're wrong. Somebody's um, gonna need to uh, check us on that. In the so, so basically, but. this this human being, whether they are female, male, or other, um, they are saying that the game is coming and it's almost done. So, well, good. It's coming out this year. So, yeah, we're gonna get it before God of War. I was just gonna ask, <laughs> is it coming out before God of War? Somehow, we're gonna get a Final Fantasy game out before God of War. That also probably started development after God of War. Um, I mean, this, real quick, this is just so different from 15 that was delayed like 10 years. Yeah. And like they're going to actually like put a game out on time. It's just, I don't buy it. Yeah. We have confirmation in the chat, by the way, from Yuki that Yoshida is in fact a dude. A dude? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a girl. Yeah, I thought it was a woman too. Maybe I'm thinking of the composer for Final Fantasy. I think you are. For 7 Remake. Or maybe yeah. the composer for 16. There was a first female. There was a first female doing something, which I know was like big for like Japan. So Niyuki Yoshida. Niyuki Yoshida. Um, Josh, I think I should take the next one because it's long, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say all of it, and it's abysmal. Do we even have to talk about this, dude? Yeah, dude, because it's funny. This game fucking sucks, bro. All right, so Balin Wonderworld director Yuji Naka has filed a lawsuit against Square Enix, and he reveals that he was removed before the game released. Uh, this is coming from Game Informer. Uh, Balin Wonderworld was a disappointing game for most, especially for a game from Yuji Naka, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, now, Naka has taken to Twitter to reveal not only was he removed as the director of Balin Wonderworld, but about half a year before its release in March of 2021, actually, but that he also filed a lawsuit against the game's publisher, Square Enix, for doing so. Uh, he now says that proceedings are over and he's no longer bound by company rules, and he's speaking out about what has happened to him. This was all translated by the Twitter user Cheesemeister3k. <laughs> I actually think I know that Twitter user. Not like in real life, but I've seen them before. He's Ew. a friend of the show. Yeah, well, I knew that guy. Their Abby was like uh, Howard Dean, that one governor that in like 04 screamed like, Gah! and then David Chappelle. Oh. And, but he was just wearing a big uh, cheese head on his uh, head. You know, speaking of Dave Chappelle, rest in peace. He's like dead or something, though. Well, he's not. He 
they beat up a dude backstage because he tackled him. Yeah, same thing, dude. His security detail, uh, his arm is now bent the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I suppose it's bending away. It shouldn't have bent. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. Uh, so I took a lot of stuff out. He did. This is like a long ass quote from him. I even cut it down, and it's still long. So some of it isn't like directly. Like he didn't say some of the some of it right after each other, but you'll get the, the point. Um, he said. I think it's wrong with Square Enix not to value games and game fans. According to court documents, I was removed as the director of Balan Wonderworld for two reasons. It was done by the producer, the head of marketing, the head of sound, the managing director, and HR. <laughs> Literally everyone just said, get the fuck out, dude. Um, first, when a YouTuber's arranged piano performance of the game's music was released in a promotion instead of the original game track, Turning the composer into a ghostwriter, I insisted that the original track be released, and this caused trouble. Basically, they used some YouTuber's version of a song. So basically, of... this dude was like, yo, give this guy credit. Yeah. And they were like, nah, yeah, we don't do that in corporate Japan. Yeah. Uh, Naka continues stating that in releasing an original game, it was wrong to put out an arranged track with promotional materials. He felt that the game music everyone could hum to were the original tracks, not arranged pieces made by someone other than the composer. Uh, he said, I believe that every effort must be put in to make games the best they can be until the very end so that game fans will enjoy what they buy. It wasn't right to, without discussion, remove and completely disassociate from the project a director saying so. How do you feel about that? Do you guys agree with that? Someone has to speak. I mean, it seems like he got shafted, but also the game is like bad, remarkably terrible. Well, I think his point is that he he didn't even get to finish it. Yeah, but he makes it sound like he was released at the end of it. And you would think at that point, most principal development would have been done. Right. And listen, that game isn't bad because it didn't have somebody across the finish line. That game is deeply flawed at all levels. That game's not bad because they use someone on YouTube's music instead yeah, of... Yeah, that, that game is bad because it's bad. Yeah, it wasn't going to be saved by him sticking around. And also, right, well, like he... in the, the notes, the last bullet point you have. Yeah, hold on. So here's his statement. He apologizes. He said, Myself, I am truly sorry to the customers who bought Balan Wonderworld in an unfinished state. I believe that when making games, asking for fixes in order to make something good should be a given. And if that's not possible, it should be talked over. But it looks like they can't. I don't think they value games. Naga points to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as an example. He says that two weeks before finalizing the game, it was changed so that as long as you have at least one ring, you won't die. This wouldn't have happened if he weren't allowed to improve the game to the very end, Naka says. Improving a game until the very end is what being a game creator is all about. And that's if that's not possible, something's wrong. I think that the resulting Balan Wonderworld and the critical reception it received have a lot to do with what happened. I'm really disappointed that a project I worked on from the start turned out this way. Uh, his final statement, I personally regret that Balan Wonderworld was released to the world in an unfinished state. I want to consider all kinds of things and release it as a proper action game. I don't think that Square Enix and Arzest values games and their fans. And I just put here as the final bullet, as Steven mentioned, the game has a 36 on Metacritic. Hell yeah, dude. What a bookend. <laughs> but no, like, wait, he, now he's saying it's unfinished because he wasn't part of it. He's like, oh, shitty. It's not my fault. Yeah, I think so. There's two ways you can look at it. There's one where you're where you're like, he is, his name was attached to this game for a time. It came out and it was shit. So now he's doing everything he can to kind of like say like, yeah, oh, I didn't have anything to do with control. it. 
exactly or he's he's literally saying like dude i was fired they didn't finish the game and like you got what was there when i left so i, I don't know what to believe i don't know what's right but that game is shit yeah probably is. the uh, uh donkey video was like i felt like i was staring into like the stargate at the end of 2001 just like yeah. seeing like past present and future at the same time it, it's it looks bad yeah it looked genuinely terrible bad 3d platformers like or like embar like more than any other game other than like a shitty sports game like highest embarrassment potential if you're just yeah, working at this and you're like what the fuck it reminded me of like nights into dreams almost like it looked like that kind of and then it came out and it was just like really weird Didn't dancing nights i thought this guy created that game it might have yeah it's a sega game it's possible Josh, you're you're silent. Are you okay? Yeah, yo, I want to shout out PC Gamer real quick for having the slowest load fucking speed on the entire internet. Shout out. That's it. So. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. You're next. I'm up. No, you sure you want me to be up for this topic? Uh, I thought you wanted to do this one, or do you want to do the next one? I want to do. Oh. No, I can, I can, I can do this one too if you want. But this, I think, I think we can have a nice discussion about this one all together. All right. So here's here's what's going on. You read it. I don't want to do it. All right. So basically, guys, Halo Infinite Season Two launched. And it's bad. And the game sucks, and 343 is bad, and they should have had the game taken away from them. What is freaking, what is Phil doing? Why is Bonnie Ross still in charge of anything? She can't even wipe her own ass. All that. It's bad. And uh, the game updated, and certain players were kind of confused when a line of test code was left in the game. Uh, So... Basically, 343 left in a line of dummy code in the update that replaces the Season 1 title, Heroes of Reach, with the text, Moochers of Reach. Uh, The joke is insinuating that 343 believes the Halo Infinite players that are asking for content are moochers. I think this is despicable. So, here's what's happening. Right? Let me break it down for you real quick. Okay. They release an unfinished product before it's ready. Early. It was in beta, dude. Early. It doesn't matter. They released it early. It's unfinished. Missing uh, everything that makes Halo good, except for the core gameplay loop, right? Yeah, it felt good. Yeah, so no Forge, no co-op, lackluster monetization. This is a live service they launched, right? But you might say, oh, but it's a free-to-play game, blah, 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 blah. No. They have fumbled the franchise for years. This is just another misstep in it, right? Then they get pissed off when the people that are playing, interacting with their live service product, right, are getting bit dismal updates. The game doesn't work in certain areas. Big Team Battle didn't work for months. And yet they're saying, oh, our team's going to take a break and do this, this, and this. Oh, by the way, we're going to have another season. It's going to last another 12 years, right? So you'll finish the battle Six pass. Months. You'll finish the battle pass in four days. And then, you know, we'll see you we'll next year. 
at this point. I know you were kidding when you said 12 years, but like it, it is six months, and that is a very ridiculous. Long time. It's ridiculous yeah. for a live service game. You now have a live service game that's going to be out for two years, and you've done major updates to it twice? No. Get out. You're bad. So they're taking flack from the community for all these things. They probably got pissed off internally. So they add this nice little Easter egg. Oops, you left it in the game. Guess what? Joke's on you. Your game is bad and you suck. You should all be fired. And this game should not exist. And Halo should, or Xbox should shut down 343. I still don't understand why they have, why, why are they involved with Halo? They shit the bed three times now. Yeah. And it's a shame because the core game is good. That's what makes it, that's what's almost the worst part about it. The worst part is, in my opinion, the only people that would see this are the people that are still playing their game. Right, so which was like, what, like 10? So they're just insulting the people that are actually still yeah. playing their shitty insulting game. Insulting the diehards. Yeah. So, this, this has a little whiny bitch baby written all over it. And are opinion. people really, are, do they really think that the people asking for content are moochers? Is that fair to ask for content? I don't think so. What? Name another live service game that didn't have an update for six months. It, ha it hasn't happened before because it's a live service game. They shouldn't you, have launched you want, live You want to keep people involved with it? You got to update your fucking live game with content and fix it. And they didn't. And right, therefore, dude. you had 10 people on Steam playing your game. Dude, it's okay. Forge is coming out finally in August in beta no it's not no it's not dude it is it's not beta. it's not happening co-op is not happening both of those should have been out by now which is what they said and it's not yeah, so, even, do you have anything do you have anything to say because i want to kind of pivot to a different topic here on halo i mean to josh's point like the fact they still have the franchise like after you would think after master chief collection like because that was we didn't like the debacle that that was and it fin they finally got like i feel like with games like it you can get it almost anyone can get it right but it takes a long time like no man's sky is another example where like it was launched and it was a total joke mm -hmm. and like it took some time and like sometimes you need the time and it's hard to draw the line where like it's 343's fault and like the developer like for lack of a better word like grunt work fault and like this development culture in general for like big budget games is just not sustainable mm -hmm. but like the live service pivot and like i mean they still charge 60 dollars. like you had to pay 60 if you wanted to buy it physically for or if you didn't have game like, pass yeah i didn't so i definitely like wouldn't pay for it and yeah you know, like you guys said like after a while like you you can beat the battle pass pretty easily and then there's just nothing to do and it's i i don't know it's uh it's kind of like baffling i don't really understand like what they're doing if i don't know if it's working for them like behind the scenes they have like well this many people are playing it as this x percent of attachment rate so you know we can keep going with this like status quo but i mean you're not going to get like the next big hit doing that way like yeah. if you're okay with that smaller audience then and maybe some people you have little spikes when your battle passes come out your new season rolls out then okay mm -hmm. but but they know. they had so I mean I think it comes down to leadership and a lack of it at that studio, a lack of balls by Xbox actually to be like you're done, and then also like you, <sighs> I I just completely lost my train of thought. That was wild. Every, every thought. Wait, no, it's important. Hang on.
You had the attention of the entire world for weeks. Your game was number one, right? You were super popular. That was the time to cash out, literally, yeah. and get people in forever. I mean, I'm still playing fucking Apex Legends four years after it's come out. That first impression. Like, squandered the opportunity. They, they fumbled it. They fumbled it without any support. And that was the moment to keep people's attention, and they missed it. And what's really telling is that, aside from, I'm not talking about the public numbers on Steam, which before the Battle Pass was, like, in the thousands, like, very low. They talked all about their, their console numbers at launch. Crickets since then, because nobody was playing. Nobody was playing. That's very telling. So, um, they're bad. A few, That's yeah, it. a few weeks ago, uh, it actually some people were tweeting that uh, I think it was Chris Raygun from Last Stand mm -hmm. Media. Uh, he was saying that Halo Infinite spent a lot of its time actually in the weird development phase where they were trying different game types yeah. instead of the traditional Halo. Yeah, and at one point it was actually going to be an Overwatch clone. Yeah. And that was like what Halo Infinite was for a long time. And what, two years before the game actually came out, they finally decided, no, we can't, like it's it's not working. Overwatch is not even popular anymore, really. They, and then they've, they shifted over to the traditional Halo. Uh, so really, if that's true, that's two years of development time. I need to say something now because I didn't even know that. Why couldn't you just do what Bungie did? Like, why are you trying to, like, shoehorn shit that's not Halo into Halo? You did it with Halo 5, and it was a fucking disaster. Objectively, that game is not fun. It's bad. The, the, I mean, the, the, like, the campaign system with the healing... And, I mean, literally, I, I thought I was playing, like, an entirely different franchise. And, like, you had Halo 1 through 3. As good a trilogy of a video game trilogy as I've ever played. And then you're trying to make it like over? Like, why? Not only like, that, but there's also the uh, Battle Royale rumors as well. Remember when the game first yeah. was announced, yeah. people were saying it was going to have a Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was one of the test modes as well. You know, and, but and now the, I was going to say the new game mode actually is that they just added yeah. is like a Battle Royale. Really? Yeah. And I'm okay with them like messing with that, but it gets what it gets down to is like the talent is just not as good as it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the story, like to me, for me, like I play games for like the story. I don't really do much multiplayer other than with you fellas. Mm -hmm. But like the Halo story, like for as ridiculous as it was, was compelling. It built like it built atmosphere. The music was outstanding. Um, the gra well, graphics are, you know. At the time, away, at the time, yeah. when the, I mean, they know, weren't bad, and it was innovative for the time, and they just it just lost its spark. And I think it's not a coincidence; it coincided with Bungie leaving. Yeah, and unfortunately, like Bungie moved, and in my opinion, they took a step down also from what they had done. Yeah, it, it's like you had the perfect thing going, and I guess you you know people want to do something different. You know, after a while, you don't want to keep doing the same shit. Yeah, for like your entire lifespan. But well, to be fair, uh, Destiny is very close to Halo. So were they really doing anything different? Not really. Different. I mean, they just completely, basically leaned into the multiplayer aspect yeah. of yeah. it. They just walked away from a good thing they had going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while they were ahead. Get it. But yeah, so the, Chris Raygun had a source has a source within. 
Bungie that was like for most of its life cycle, it was in development cycle. It was or not within Bungie within three four three that it was not that, and I think that's evident, right? So all those directors changes, that game was in such a bad state, obviously, yeah. for a long time. Staten came in, who has experience with it, and made it what it is, and it was a good call to put it back to its roots because that's all it ever needed to be. That's what all everybody has anybody has ever wanted Halo to be since four before four came out continue the story it's interesting you, it's not complicated you don't have to make it complicated Be and more of the same and continue the arena shooter that's all you had to do and you fucked it up several times and you almost really fucked it up again and then when you didn't fuck it up and you had it right you fucked it up by not supporting it if 343 makes another <laughs> halo game i think phil spencer should not have a job because it stops somewhere dude and he's the head of it you got to Bonnie Ross, that studio, they have to be gone. They have to be gone. They're done. They're done. If I was Phil Spencer, they would have been done before 4 came out. I put my eyes on it and be like, nope, bye. This is our most important franchise, and you fucked it up. That's the most baffling part. It's the most. It's literally their most important franchise. Halo they, is so important to the Xbox. And they, they don't treat it that way. They don't. They really I, don't. Well, honestly, they're mo now that they bought Minecraft, that's the most important franchise, if we're being honest. At least a moneymaker. Yeah, but as yeah. far as like, I mean, Master Chief's helmet is on the fucking chips in your console. Yeah. Come it's their on, biggest bro. original, you know, on, their bro. biggest yeah. original hit. The, the days of Halo and Gears are done. Yeah. And I agree, Josh, friend of the pod, Phil Spencer, like the buck's got to stop somewhere. It's disappointing. Like, I don't know if like, I have like, they're in the green when they look at quarterly fiscal reports and they're like, okay. Probably, you know, which we'll is a shame. It. Yeah, he's too but, nice, dude. But and all you have to do, and then we can move on. I've been on this for a while. All you have to do, I go back to it. I'll, I'll go back to that well a thousand times. Listen to the interview of Bonnie Ross with Ryan McCaffrey. Listen to her speak about Halo and video games. She doesn't know what the hell is going on. That's it. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about Xbox again. Die. They're they're good now. They did something good, or did they do something good? Go ahead, Josh. All right. So, wait. Before you do that, I think we should do an ad read. Okay. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Haptic Intel and Hapticast are sponsored by Dubby. I have the new Shaker Cup 2.0 here. Josh, what do you got? Uh oh, sorry. Hang on. I just put the ad over. You're saying uh, I I have the original cup, and I'm drinking. Uh, what am I drinking? today galaxy grenade steven what do you got i got the brand new unreleased one of one crystal dubby there you go crystal dubby so we're sponsored by dubby if you didn't know uh we're gonna shout them out right now uh they don't require us to do this we do it just because we're sponsored by them and we think they're cool and their products are good so dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes the formula contains vitamins amino acids and nootropics including the patented Neurofactor, which I know Josh and I like to get slizzered off that Neurofactor. Uh, there's no calories, no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff, only the good stuff. Uh, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK, S-L-I-C-K, uh, to save on Dubby. You'll save 10% today uh, on your Dubby.gg order if you use the code SLICK at checkout. Uh, and all the money that you save goes to us so we can continue to fund this show and other projects on our channel so we really appreciate it yeah mainly unclaimed baggage because that costs us a lot of money so yeah it does 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take this time to say, uh, again, we are at 571, 72 Two. subscribers on YouTube. So uh, be one of those 572. Help us get to 1,000 so we can get partnered on YouTube. I think it's 572. Pretty sure it is. It was when I looked earlier today, although we could have, uh, you know, we could have easily lost somebody. It's 571 now, so we lost somebody. So fuck that person. Oh. They watched the intro and how it was. All right. Four frames All right. Per second. All right. All right. It should be 24 frames per second. They saw how it was five frame, frames per second. All right. And uh... all right, back to the news. Josh, take it away. What has Xbox done? Nothing. Uh, Xbox. Hang on. Xbox has helped Epic circumnavigate Apple's band of Fortnite. So Fortnite is back on iOS devices, folks. Sort of. And we have Microsoft to thank? More like... Blame? Damn, I literally just read off the teleprompter. I did not add that to the notes. I want that to be heard. Epic and Xbox have announced that Fortnite is now playable for free through Xbox Clouds Gaming. This means new Fortnite can again be played in iOS devices like iPhones and iPads, despite being removed from the Apple App Store during the legal battle uh, between Apple, Epic, and Apple. <laughs> um... Tim Sweeney says, quote, monumental news, everyone. Fortnite is now available to play for free, streaming to web browsers on iPhone and iPad and Android via Xbox Cloud. No subscription required, no 30% Apple tax. And of course, if you guys remember, the 30% tax was one of the primary objections to Apple's control over iOS software distribution that led to Epic openly suing them. Thoughts? Fortnite's back on iOS. I'm very disappointed that this is happening. Why? It's a great. It's a good thing for people, and it's a good way to say "fuck you, Apple." And I hate I Apple, so I, I also don't really like Tim Sweeney. I'll never forget that he compared it to a civil rights movement, which was abysmal. But that's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. But yeah. But also, you know, bad for saying that because you're an idiot and read the room, dude. Second of all, uh, good not for the those statements, but good for this lawsuit because of everything that's come out because of it. And uh, Apple sucks, and they use and they and like, they use slave labor. So didn't he like use that statement during like a time of like civil unrest in America as well? Yeah, like think literally June twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so... police officers are literally killing African Americans in the street, and he's like, "This is the civil rights movement right here in court." Apple and and who was it? Epic and Apple. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, he was like, "It's Tim Sweeney time," and no one else said that. It's just him. Time for me to shine. Time Say for me the to dumbest shine. shit of the day on the internet. Yeah. So anyway, Idiot. thoughts on that, gents? Um, I think it's bad, but good, but bad, but good. But bad. Yeah, I guess, I guess like principally it's like good, but um, to serve my end goals of Fortnite, like not being around, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's my take too. Fortnite is still huge though. A lot of people play Fortnite. I know we don't. We don't like Fortnite, uh, but it's big, and yeah. this is this is this is big. I agree. Are you laughing? Josh is guilty. He's feeling guilty that he sometimes plays Fortnite. <laughs> I I have not played Fortnite in years. He goes offline. Yeah, he goes offline on PlayStation. Dude, it. you can look at my actually. Pro my profile actually, is public. 
No, actually, you play it on iOS, dude. This, that's why you're so say, hot. I don't, I don't <laughs> have an, an iPhone. You have an old iPhone 7. Discord. I don't yeah. have an iPhone. Yes, Fortnite. You play it on an iPad, dude. You I do play have, it on Nintendo Switch. I do have an old iPhone 6S Plus or whatever it is. The, the huge bend, bending phone. You know, the one before the actual bending phones. And I'm like Beckham. Yeah. All right. Anything else or can we move on to my topic right now that I'm interested in? I know this. I know this one you're really interested in, so go ahead. Yeah, so this is slick, and I don't know if you guys know anything about this, but I'm telling you right now, I watched the whole thing, and this is fucking slick. So, let's get into it. A school... (laughs) A school choir has created a Bioshock musical, and it's fucking slick. All right? Uh, And it slaps. Wow. Okay. So a high school has put together an interpretation of the story of Rapture as a fully-fledged musical performance. So this was originally spotted by Eurogamer, uh, and they said that California's John Burroughs High School Powerhouse Choir won uh, some sort of choir competition uh, back in March with a Bioshock-inspired musical performance. So, so the show the students put on didn't follow the events of the game, but instead told the story of Rapture, including the appearances of Andrew Ryan, <laughs> uh, Bridget Tenenbaum, <laughs> and Sander Cohen, kind of like a prequel uh, to to uh, Bioshock, including hints on why they now live in Rapture, Andrew Ryan's backstory, and even the creation of Splicers, I believe they're called, correct? Is that what they're called, Brett? Do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Splicers. So, as the performance progresses... What, did you write this story yourself? You don't even know what they're called... I did write some of this. Did myself. you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so as the I watched the whole thing, it's like 22 minutes. Uh, it's playing right now for everybody. Um, as the performance progresses, basically you kind of slowly watch a foreshadowing, if you will, of the beginning of the end of Rapture's Elite, which as we know, that's where Bioshock starts off. And it's told through one New Year's Eve celebration at the very inception of Rapture. So the music is pretty cool. It's almost done kind of like a a, a jukebox style musical where they take, you know, hit songs and kind of adapt them to the narrative of the story. And the music featured in the performance uh, includes uh, renditions of songs like Proud Mary, which, of course, was famously sung by Tina Turner. Uh, lyrics were adapted, of course, to seem appropriate for the underwater city. So, you know, Rolling on the River is a song that they do becomes uh, Rolling Underwater. <laughs> rolling Underwater. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it's, it's just really fucking slick. Uh, I'm going to skip to the end here for those that are watching, uh, the video and you'll see them all put on like the splicer helmets, uh, slicer helmets, uh, at some point it happens, uh, somewhere like right helmets? there, right there. Or the, 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 like the bunny stuff with Andrew masks. Ryan in the, yeah, the masks with Andrew Ryan in the middle. It's really fucking slick. Uh, it like it takes songs, it adapts them really well. It does like a whole foreshadowing of events of what happens in Bioshock, uh, and the dancing is fucking awesome. So I will update the description with a link to the video if anybody wants to watch it. Uh, you can also just go to YouTube and type in uh, JBS JBHS VMA, uh, and I think you'll find it. Um, it's cool. It's really I, cool. I've been trying to. I've been telling you for years that we should do something like this. Yeah, like take take a popular game and turn it into a musical or something for the and because I know you're so interested in the show in shows and stuff like that and musicals. Yeah. So I would love to. I mean, this this reminded me. The first thing I thought of was if you remember that one drama program that did Alien, a live yeah. a live stage production of Alien. Uh, this is a little bit different, but kind of in that same realm. Um, and it's it's just it's really creative. Uh, and I don't know. I wish more people did stuff like this. So. Also really smart to just use songs that are already 
a thing and just you know change them up and change the lyrics to make it more appropriate to the theme yeah uh so you don't have to write and compose music as well you know? yeah yeah which they're now it hasn't they're not as popular anymore probably because of licensing issues and stuff like that but like jukebox musical used to be like uh, a huge thing i don't know if you guys have heard of moulin rouge uh yeah. that that's a jukebox musical i don't know if you've heard of mama mia that's a jukebox musical for i don't Abba. know if you guys have heard it it's called the bible you <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i don't know but those are you know things where sometimes you know it's a singularly singularly focused band and they adapt things sometimes it's a bunch hades town of course is a famous musical now that was adapted from a concept album so if there's a will there's a way and the fact that they took these songs and molded it around a video game like it but did their own thing too like a prequel to it is awesome so i just heard this this musical the other day uh it was pretty good it was called um phantom of the opera i don't know if you guys are familiar with that one i know uh it's kind of under underground but that's a good one too oh really i have yeah. to check it out uh yeah yuki it's pretty freaking awesome and you know who is uh not pretty freaking awesome brett <laughs> and uh watch out halo the musical Yo, what about a musical about how bad 343 is? I'm Bonnie Ross, and I'm really bad. I'm really bad. I'm really bad. And then the music is just... <laughs> I am Bonnie Ross, I'm really bad. I'm I make a bad. halo. <laughs> All right. uh, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> if you guys could pick a video game to make a musical... What would you pick? Sorry, I kind of sprung this on you. I can answer first. I kind of thought about it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I already have an answer, but yeah, go ahead. I was thinking like a, I feel like a super giant game like Bastion or Transistor for like can obviously condensed because you can't do like the gameplay right. But I don't know, like especially Bastion with like the narrator, I could just see that being like at a high level translate somewhat i like that uh, yeah Yeah. i think that fits really well i like that shit even uh what's it called the same studio their newest game hades Hades. yeah with all the greek mythology all those characters yeah i mean i didn't play hades or pyre i only played uh yeah i didn't play bastion but uh like they have some like drama heft to them you know with the sword oh yeah for sure i mean that'd be like hard to do like because you want a person ideally doing that i guess but uh so maybe Bastion would be better mm-hmm. too, but Transistor do an opera, dude. That'd be kind of cool because it has that avant-garde art style. Be yeah, cool to see an opera. Yuki says uh, Fortnite. That would be very popular. I'm sure it would do very well. And then God of War, yeah. God of War would be dope. I don't know about yeah. a musical, maybe Fortnite. All the the songs would just be children screaming. <laughs> children screaming too. I think R- if read, I read the musical, if I did one, it would be like um, Rocket League, the musical. And all the songs are just nice that, shot. Wow. That, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, that's it. That's what I would do. Rocket League the musical. So I've brought my idea up to Brett before. It's not a musical per se, but a ballet of I mean, either Dark Souls or a From game, right? Where it every you know, it's done in movements, if you will, with a singular character and each each dance gets progressively more difficult and challenging as you yeah. progress through the bosses of the game and that's it it's just it's just a ballet to slick souls music and you have multiple dancers on stage or you get cool with like puppets and projections and shit like that'd that that'd be sweet yeah, yeah that would be fucking rad i would yeah. definitely even pay to see that 
even shadow uh pup like shadow puppets like put a big sheet down and have the boss be just yeah, like someone's at, like, pants or something yeah, yeah. like you yeah. change up the boss and stuff yeah because yeah. you you would have to you would have to uh you could play with scale if you would with certain things like that so mm-hmm. yeah like imagine having a huge projection of like a dragon as somebody does a ballet to it you know yeah you could even get you could even get cheeky with it, right? And do like co op and stuff like that. So you could bring multiple dancers in. Ornstein and Smo. Yeah. Dark Souls yeah. One. Ornstein and Smo. Isn't the, fir- the first boss in Souls One? Can't you like get him to fall down through the floor? Isn't that yeah, think, is that Dark Souls One? I think that's you fall down onto the, into the pit. You oh, the yeah. Asylum demon. Yeah, that's okay. the Asylum demon. I was gonna joke like you just put a trap. The first dance is like twenty seconds. <laughs> it just like yeah. you jump down, he falls, and then it's over. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could do a direct adaptation with that and just add somebody, you know, get them on a string, flying string, have mm-hmm. them jump into the first boss. You want my real answer, though? I'll give you a real answer. Yeah. You're not going to like it. Uh, I would do Shadows of the Damned, which is my favorite game. Uh, I like the it. The game rock is opera? so... Oh, yeah, hell yeah, rock, dude. Just like... rock metal opera. Dude, but it is literally like, uh, what's it called? Um, the one that I like a lot. Repo. Yes. Where it's like super cheesy, but it's slick. And the, the game is so inspired by like uh, Evil Dead. I would also make the show like Evil Dead, where like mm. the musical, and have like the crowd where they get blood splattered on them and shit. Uh, you could do a whole bunch of shit like that. It's a love story. It's an action story. Uh, I know not a lot of people have played it, but I think that it would be. Yeah. Yuki's, Yuki says Final Fantasy 12. Final Fantasy 15. There's some slick fights in that, too. Oh, dude. Final Fantasy 15. I would cry. Yeah, I don't any Final Fantasy. Yeah, and seven do musical. Just have the orchestra. Yeah, have the pit orchestra. Just play the songs. That'd be good we, enough. We me. should do Final Fantasy seven part one and just never do part two. Just like the game. <laughs> part one. All right, come back in three years, guys. See part the musical for part two. Haha. <laughs> All right. That's a good topic. That was a good a good discussion. I like that. Yes. I still think Rocket League the musical would be the best option. No. All right, last main kind of topic, and then we have uh, Indian Tell, and then we're going to get out of here. Summer Games Fest showcase coming on June 9th, and it will be shown in U.S. IMAX theaters. This is coming from IGN. Uh, Summer Games Fest showcase will be shown at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 7 p.m. UK. Uh, The show will be a live cross-industry showcase featuring game reveals and, once again, uh, tying in a separate Day of the Devs Indie Game Showcase. This is obviously Jeff Keighley's thing. Uh, it's like E3. There is no E3 this year, so this is the best thing we're going to get. We going to see it in IMAX? I would say no, because then we can't react to it. Well, I guess we could react to it. That'd be is, it is A-list cover it? I would, does, assume, I, <laughs> I would assume it's considered a special event. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. Therefore, I will not see it. I don't know. I mean, we're pretty down on game the game awards after last year, so uh, yeah, game awards are yeah. canceled. The uh, the advertisement awards are canceled. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully this, With that's some video not games this. on the side. The uh, I have to keep the lights on and also make sure I'm lining the pockets of Activision is canceled. The Shik Hydrobot Awards. Honestly, I would rather go back to the cringe than the incessant advertisements. I'd rather Jesse Wellens on stage for an hour and a half. It's funny because Jesse Wellens is at the uh, the end of uh, the intro that I made. That didn't work. Jesse Wellens. Yeah, the early 2010s cringe for me three is unrivaled. Especially Ubisoft. The coffee guy. 
But the Konami 2010 is probably the best showcase mm. ever. Mm. I miss E3, dude. Yeah. I do yeah. too. Can't it's have anything nice anymore. All right. Well, let's move on to our final topic of the day. Uh, we're going to do Indie Intel, which is a segment where we take a game, an indie game that uh, isn't that big, and we you know give it some love so that it can get sucked off and get funded and whatnot. This game, unfortunately, does not need our help. Uh, they have raised over 900% of their funding goal. And the game has over a million views on itch.io and is currently one of the highest rated roguelites uh, or roguelikes on the entire site. So we're going to talk about Backpack Hero. Uh, I actually played this. Steven played it a little bit before the show. Josh, you have not played it at all. Correct. I recommend you play it after the show. Maybe. Uh, so Backpack Hero is the inventory management roguelike. Collect rare items, organize your bag, and vanquish your foes. The story is that the world of Ordaria has been cast into chaos. As the backpack hero, it is up to you to discover the ancient treasures to bring order back to the world. Ordaria. So the cool thing about it is it's all about... My dog's barking. It's all about inventory management. Uh, The placement of your items determines their effect. A carefully organized backpack creates a stronger character. So how this works is... uh, you know, you're traversing through a dungeon, basically. You will level up once you kill a certain amount of enemies, and you'll get more slots in your inventory. And you have to organize, kind of like Resident Evil 4, Josh. Mm. You have to you know organize. How I, you know how I like to organize my inventory now. I know. But in this game, it matters how you organize it, because if there's items adjacent to each other, they can buff each other mm. and stuff like that. Uh, so like I said, every time you level up, you expand your, you expand your backpack in unique shapes. You get to choose how you want to shape it. More backpack space means you can carry more items and organize items in even more interesting ways. There's more to Backpack Hero than just organizing your backpack. You explore ancient dungeons, caves, swamps, and more. And they say, don't get lost. Uh, And when you aren't putting your life in danger, you will use the resources you have gathered to upgrade your town. By organizing the perfect town, you will restore the world of Ordaria and rescue the animals who live there. Your progress in the overworld unlocks new content, but it won't give you unfair advantages on a trip into the dungeons. Uh, this is a roguelike, so every time you die, you start over uh, with nothing in your backpack. Thoughts? Well, let's hear from Steven since he played it. I did my research. I played it for about five minutes. Um, when I played, I hit quit the game by accident, and this c- computer, I'm running off of like a hamster wheel to power it. Like, uh, Kind of was barely running it, but I killed an enemy, and yeah, like you said, I didn't play like really any of the resident evils but i'm familiar with the equipment management system and how that works and like the shapes and everything and it seems it's like a neat concept for sure i i don't know how many like games of that kind of rogue like dungeon crawler roguelike style have that inventory system kind of matched in and uh you know when you mentioned like the synergy based on like the placement is an interesting concept also and you can make them weird shapes because I beat an enemy and you have like four squares to choose from and it has an outline of like it's like three on either side. So it's, there were 12 because it was like a square that you basically were surrounding your current inventory with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing is the demo is playable on itch.io in your browser. So the game's going to be on, on Switch, going to be on PC. Uh, but you can play the demo right now just by going to their itch.io page, which we're going to put in the description of our YouTube video. So uh, go check that out if you have not yet. Yeah, one more thing. I thought when you first said this, like, this was about, like, over-encumbrance and, like, trying to make that fun. 
and I was like, oh god, this is going to be freaking atrocious. But the sequel should definitely be that over-encumbrance. Someone should make a game of how fun that is. Unless yeah. that's like, is that Death Stranding? Maybe. Yeah, that might be Death Stranding. You might have just described Death Stranding. My favorite mechanic, dude. Yeah. Fallout 3, dude. I hate that mechanic in every game, but... Yeah, it's bad. It has to be a thing. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it, though? No. no. Well, listen, we made it through the whole podcast without me having to take a fucking shit. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome, dude. Fucking I'm awesome. Proud of you. That's awesome. And I didn't like out at all. I was there were a couple moments where it was choppy. I feel mm-hmm. like in hindsight, like the lighting, because you guys have like fancy technology, but I'm using a webcam. And like mm-hmm. I feel like half the time I'm like for some reason it just gets dark. And then it gets lighter, and I'm just I'm not moving at all when it happens. It's the shades, dude. Yeah, the reflection from that. It, it, I was, it, I was, it's literally doing it right now. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be I could do like a Nathan Fielder joke if you guys remember his uh, stuff about off the reflection of stuff and the yeah. uh, illicit content or explicit content. I guess that was uh, in the reflection. Yeah, I let the folks at home. Uh, look up Nathan Fielder on Instagram and uh, well, I was actually themselves, but uh, I, I was thinking about that actually as you were reading the notes I was like oh shit I hope Josh didn't write anything abysmal in the notes like he usually does because it's literally visible in your glasses yeah I didn't think me well this one it was me I'll be honest. I didn't alter a single word I'll be honest it was me this time but last time it was you and every other time it's you. the only thing the only innuendo I added was in- instead of Instead of Ozark, I put O-Shart because the ending was bad. Yeah. Um, okay, let's not talk about this anymore. Uh, so, um, I, I have an idea for a new show. I haven't talked about this with Josh at all. How do you feel about doing another podcast? But we call it Hacticast Unscripted. And we don't do any of what we just did. And we just talk. And don't have anything written. We just go into it. Just riff? Riff, yeah. But we could talk about the same shit. I just don't want notes and reading articles. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Different from this. This stays, and then we do... This stays? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know how we would... If we would do every other as an unscripted. Or, like, if we, you know, do a Patreon, like those Save Before Quitting guys... They have a Patreon, and they it do sounds a like Patreon. a lot of work. Yeah, I know, I know. How do they do that? I don't even understand. Sounds but, like a lot of work. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be cool the, to do that. I mean, yeah. The thing is, well, I'd also or we could like, just do another podcast, completely different. I'd also like us. I'd also like to not talk about video games for some. Yeah, I thought about that too. I I want to do a wrestling podcast. I'll have Christian on there. Yeah, I'll come on there. I'll just give you my gut reactions to everything. That's a good idea. Like the person we'll like, that doesn't know anything, and I'm just looking yeah. at you like, that's awesome, dude. We'll just be, <laughs> we'll just be like, yo, Tony Khan booked a match where uh, Jungle Boy fought Luchasaurus and shit on his face, and you'll just be like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, when is the uh, the list of Jericho coming back, yo? Just very specific uh, references to some wrestling stuff that I've actually seen. Yeah, like WWE shit from 2016. Yeah. Be like, 
yeah, when is Sasha Banks going to come out and fight uh, Cody Rhodes, you? Be like, yeah, they're not even on AEW at all, yo. I'd be like, ah, uh, what happened, yo? I think that'd be awesome. Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. dude I just are, shit you, myself. are you bringing that up now because you want Steven to come on this, or are you just bringing it up in, uh, in general? That's my ass. In um, general. Well, I have obviously, I want Steven on more. This isn't him returning for good. This is just a one-off. Right. Um, I would like Steven on more, but I'm just also saying that I would like to do additional content. Podcasts. Maybe we could do an audio-only, unscripted podcast. I'm good Josh, with that. Josh and I could talk about the Dude, Phillies. You don't know how bad I want to do a sports podcast just talking about the Phillies. But the thing is, I would like to do it where nobody knows that it's me because I'm going to say some things that would absolutely be a problem. I have a title for it. You want to hear the title, working title? Yeah. Hear it. My life is miserable. Or this is there's a meme of this is worse than because someone said about some sports injury this is worse than 9-11 but we just say this is worse than and we'll just insert it i saw i saw a meme today about the phillies and it was really good and it would also be a good name for uh let me see if i can find oh, it yeah the uncle one? Oh no but that would be also be a good one uh, where is it, dude? Oh, you know what? I sent it in Snapchat to Brett and Christian, both of which had no idea what it is. Oh, do you want to find hell with me? I like that. Good. Yeah. The Phillies podcast. So, yeah, I would, I would almost rather, I'd want it to be like live reactions too, like live streaming the game with no audio and we're just, you know. No audio? Well, we, we can't legally transmit the audio of a baseball game. Oh, and I thought then, you mean no audio for you as well. No, 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 no. And then we would also hear the then, you, well, then you'd hear the announcers of the game. Would, I want to literally just be like. <laughs> I was going to say Morse coding. It might be uh, good advice to uh, not have the audio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, no, I mean because we we wouldn't want to hear the announcers. You know what I mean? We would want to be the announcers. Yeah. Or we could just That'd do. We could do live live reactions post game. Like. One of us could be T-Mac, the other could be John Crook. We're getting so into the Phillies. If no one knows it that's watching, I'm a fucking... I don't even know. Like, You can wear like the hot dog hat mm. and just shove food in your mouth. Exactly. That, constantly that constantly eating. One second, they're the best team in the world. Dude. The next second, I hate them. All right, I got it. We order like everything from Curly's, one of everything off the menu, and then we kill ourselves that night by just ingesting 500,000 calories worth of grease and meat. I love the sound of that, dude. We don't know what the hell's going on. That's all right. And unrelated you, news, you now have less than 571 subscribers <laughs> after hearing that statement. I'm just kidding. Well, anyway. Steven, it was fantastic having you on, and I would love for you to come on again as a guest. Yeah. yeah Anytime you want. Fun. If some listen, if some big megaton news happens, and I'm like, I want to talk about this with the fellas, then I'll definitely reach out. Uh, for sure. You're always welcome here. That's right. I'm happy that I have. <laughs> I don't know what am I supposed to say. I feel like it's like an Oscar acceptance speech. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, wrap it up. We're playing your music. We're playing the music. What music are we playing? Well, we are playing music, but I'm saying they're playing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Let's do an award show, and that's the playoff music.
<laughs> yeah, when you're on stage too long, that plays. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. That's awesome, dude. Unless yeah, you're Sean, Sean Kimball, this place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Thank well, you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for watching Habits Cast episode number 69. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share with your friends. Thank you for Steven for coming back on. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Steven, do you want to plug anything or no? You good? I have nothing. His ass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to Haptic Intel. Did you do it? Subscribe right now.